Hello, welcome back and welcome to part two of our series on career development. I'm Anne Collins, your host of the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast, and I'm delighted to be here with you again to talk about a topic that I think is absolutely key to success at whatever stage you are in your career. So we're talking about how to ditch the to-do list and who do you need to be for that next step in your career. So, I this is um, a second second part of a series um, that I'm preparing for you. The first one was called The Six Ways to Fast Track Your Career. And you can find that back in the podcast. Just scroll down and uh, it's just behind the, the challenge that we've just done. And this, I think, is a very important episode just to recap that. And if you want to go back and listen to it, do go go back and find it. So the six ways that I, that I think are absolutely uh, vital for anybody at any point in their career are these. So the first thing is saying yes to opportunities that put ourselves outside of our comfort zone. That's very important. The second one is to be aligned to your purpose and your passion. Third one is create an inspiring network. So be around those kind of people that you want to be and that you want to work with and that you enjoy working with. Fourthly, developing a growth mindset. This is not something that happens overnight. It takes some work, but oh, it's definitely worth it. Fifth one is empowering others. By empowering others, we develop our leadership skills and so many other skills besides, especially in the realm of um, communication, connecting with others and and understanding where, where others are coming from, putting ourselves in their shoes, really important. And finally, focusing, and it continues really from that one, focusing on creating connections, creating connections with ourselves, really getting to know ourselves, being very self-aware and also with others around us. And really finally seeing this, seeing career development, and the key is in the word development, seeing it as a process, not as a series of decisions and of steps. And this is where we're going to take our discussion a little bit further today. So just before we do that, just a, a quick reminder, if you enjoy these podcasts and you're listening on Apple or on any of the other platforms, then please do subscribe and leave a review. And that's it really helps us to uh, to grow the podcast. And even better, why not share it with someone who you think may get some value from it? That would be brilliant. And I'd be so grateful for your help with that. So today's episode takes us a little bit deeper into this idea of seeing career development as a process and how you can see huge transformation in yourself when you take on board that idea. And for me, one of the one of the most powerful ways to do that is to step away from this idea of having a to do list for your career. So I'll just tell you a little bit about my story with this and uh, and it's something that just just recently in my coaching work that I reflected on it wasn't something I was really aware of at the time I have to say. So as a young teacher I I wanted to make a difference. I absolutely had a mission and I still do have the same mission to make a to make an impact help people to learn and to to realize their full potential whatever age they are whether they're 5 or whether they're 85. And so 
I realised pretty quickly, not unsurprisingly, that leadership was going to be the way to do this, as well as being a, a great teacher um, in a classroom. Um, the way to have an impact on more children was to be in leadership. And so I started with my to-do list and it was, it was a great list and I, and I enjoyed it, absolutely. And it had things like, well, I did a master's degree and I specialised in human resource management um, I and also um, helping children with um, specific uh, difficulties in literacy and both of those things I absolutely loved and I got a lot from. Other things that were on my list, doing any training that came my way. I said yes to everything. Even I remember um, doing a display, display training, how to display your work in a primary classroom. I, I loved it. I was never that good at it, um, but uh, had a great time, really enjoyed it. And it was another step um, along the path to, to understanding, understanding how the, how the profession worked taking on responsibilities. I was always happy to take on responsibilities and I did and I worked hard and I developed a very technical expertise and I got and I got good results I think. Um, this, uh, this whole package of a tick list in a sense, a to-do list, I, I'm not saying that that was a bad thing, not at all. I absolutely got a huge amount from it. I learned a lot, I enjoyed it and I was able to use that in my work. And and when it came to applying for more senior roles, I certainly found that I ticked the main boxes. I had the I had the experience. I had I had done educational research. I'd worked overseas. Um, I'd had lots of experience in lots of different areas of education. So I had I was able to tick the boxes. So I applied. I remember the moment I applied for a couple of um, really quite senior roles, and uh, and I remember reading the criteria. And I ticked the boxes, went for the interviews and I didn't get the jobs. And I was very disappointed, really disappointed and um, because I, I could see that I had, I had all the requirements. And so in any way, after this, there was a lot of soul searching to be done. And I did that. And I was lucky enough at the time to be to be very, uh, very well surrounded by uh, by other more experienced colleagues. And I remember one discussion in particular with a colleague and and she said to me, look, you're you're ready to be a leader. But you've got to be a leader right now. You've got to be a, re a real leader before you get that leadership job. And I wasn't being a leader. And I realized then that the technical aspect that I had, that technical expertise, was not going to get me to the, to the next stage. And as we say often in coaching, what's got you this far isn't going to get you to the next bit. Something has to change. And I realized that I needed to be a leader. It wasn't about the doing. It was about the being. And I have to say that the transformation was pretty quick. Within a few weeks, I did get a senior leadership post because I remember very quickly that when I went to that interview, I was totally different. I was not talking about technical expertise. I was talking about leadership and I was putting myself and positioning myself in a very, very different way. Of course, I myself hadn't changed in a sense of my technical expertise and what I could do, but I had totally shifted where I was positioning myself for me, first of all, 
and then I was able to communicate that to other people. So there are two things I think to take from this. Firstly, yes, the to-do list is very useful to get that technical expertise and it's really important. But the second thing is, it's who do you need to be when you want to really step up into that senior leadership role? And again, when you're stepping into even higher roles, so when you're stepping into a C-suite level or a board level, it's a similar kind of transition. You've got to become that person, not just tick the boxes. So I'm going to talk to you today a little bit about, um, first of all, what mistakes we make along the way with that, and then some ideas of solutions that I'd like to suggest to you, and I'd love to know what you think. So going back to this idea of the of the ticks of the tick box and one of the problems, one of the mistakes that we make, and I, I see it in myself um, and I also see it in my in my clients who come along, is that we we get stuck in this early, early career mindset. And it's an important one, but it, we need to shift out of that. We not only need to build a CV and have experiences and variety, we need to we need to remember that uh, there is more to it than that. And there are actually great risks involved, I think, and I'm seeing this more and more when people do get stuck in this this mindset of having to tick the boxes and get get all the get all the things um, on their CV. Because they're underlying that, what is the belief? Well, I think there are many things, but one thing that strikes me often for people is that there is a belief that hard work and working harder is the key. And let me say that again. I think that for many people that underneath that, there is a belief that working hard and hard work is the key to success. Now, research shows, and there's a there's a recent global leadership study that's just come out from DDI, which is very interesting. And it mentions this, that actually younger members of staff often are feeling more stressed than senior leaders. And I wonder if it is related to this, this idea that we need to do more, we need to work hard, more is the key to success. And of course, this brings a great risk of burnout. But it also, for for companies and organization, organizations, it brings a huge risk of losing great talent. Because often those same people that want to do more, they want to work hard, they want to succeed, they want to do a good job, they are also often, very often, your people who are going to be talented and committed and enthusiastic and great leaders in the future. Now, if we're losing those people because they are, they have this belief that working harder and working more is going to bring them success, ticking things off the to-do list is the key, then we have a problem. So when I'm giving you the solutions today, these are solutions for individuals, but also I would suggest for companies as well, for, for companies to think at a very high level, how can we ensure that people do not get stuck in this mindset of the to-do list? So I have a couple of solutions that I'd like to suggest today to you. So firstly, coming back to this idea that working hard is the key, working harder is the key. We need a mindset shift and probably a cultural shift too. We don't need to work harder. We need to work differently. And change will be required when we shift from the technical role to a senior leadership role and to um, a higher role again. If we want to, if we want to help people and we want to help ourselves to make that shift, we need to think in a different way. 
So how, what kind of a different way? Well, I think we need to focus on who we need to be, not what we need to do. We need to think, how do people in that position and where, and that can be at whatever level you're thinking of. And if you're thinking about the entire organization, what do people at different levels, how do they need, how they, how do they think, how do they behave? How do they need to think? How do they need to behave? We need to analyze that. We need to learn from that and we need to adopt the code as it were. Who do you need to be at that level if you're thinking about your own career development? So we need to really look at the key skills in your industry at that level, at that senior level. And I'm not talking about technical expertise. That will come, in fact, from your team. So this is a, this is an important lesson that when we get to that level, our own technical expertise, yes, we have to have the understanding, but very often there will be other people who will be then actually doing that technical day to day work. So at that more senior level, whether that's C-suite or board, we need to have obviously vision, strategy, being able to be very adaptable. We need to bring others with us. We need to have excellent communication skills and that ability to connect across the board with people. We need to be able to coach people and develop people. And Ultimately, we need to have great resilience, courage, and I would also add to that um, a vulnerability, an ability to be vulnerable and to be able to be honest and to uh, to reflect and to reflect that those qualities. So that gives permission to other people in the organisation to also think about who they need to be, but also to take those risks that they need to take and not not to worry about uh, about a risk of failure and um, and uh, because when we worry about a risk of failure that's when um, we have this risk of emotional exhaustion and possibly burnout as well so how do we really step into that next version of you and when we're to end and I'm really talking now to individuals how do you step into that next version that next version of who you need to be to develop your career so remember I say the next version of you so this is not a copy and paste of someone else yes we can be inspired by people who are around us but we also need to really think about what are what are my strengths and we need to dial those up what are my points that I need to develop and we need to address those so we we're not becoming a copy and paste version of someone else but we can look at leaders obviously other leaders successful leaders people who have inspired us for to to learn the code but then we need to dial up our own strengths and become that next best version of ourselves a bit of imagination is required and now you might think oh that's a bit weird well in fact, we can't be better than the imagined version of ourselves. So we need to we need to really step into this idea that we can imagine a future for ourselves when we have that position. Now, for some people, this is this is not that easy. And and it can be that it, it can reflect a lot of other beliefs that are there about that, that somebody can't do something, that it's not for them, it's not for somebody like them. So there can be a lot of unpicking of why that's, uh, why that's a problem. But once we've done that, we can start to imagine that version of ourselves. 
and, and, and in a sense, we're seeing this problem a little bit, I think, with climate change at the moment. I think as a society, we're having a problem to really imagine what that future needs to look like. What is that future where we are reducing our use of energy drastically? I think we find that hard to imagine. And we need to be able to imagine it to be able to step into it. So it's very similar for our own development and for our own career progression. So how can we be open to those possibilities? Well, we have to come back to purpose. If your purpose, for example, is to help women in your industry to contribute fully, then what could that look like? We're not going to think about the how, but what could that look like? Then think about where you can come into that picture, where you could fit into that picture. What if you're doing that, if you're helping, if you're helping women to contribute in their in, in your industry, what does that look like in practice? What are the little things that that you're doing? What are you thinking? What are you saying? What are, how are you acting? What are your interactions like with other people? This is how we start. We need to think about how we're feeling in that position. How do, you, how do you ensure that you don't burn out in that position? How is that going to look for you? So all, there's a, quite a lot there. And I think when we start to do that, then you also start to coach yourself. And you ask that question, what could you do? Then you can go back to your to-do list. I'll let you do that. You can go back to your to-do list. And then your to-do list is going to be very different. Your to-do list is going to be about how to step into that role, how to dial up those strengths, how to address those weaknesses, but really thinking about where you're going and what kind of person you need to be. So the the possibilities that you come come up for your for yourself, I, I pretty much guarantee it that they're going to be much bigger than if you start with a to-do list. So the, really the, uh, the conclusion of all this is that firstly, I think there's the, the pause button in all this is very important. We need to step back before looking at chasing that next job. We need to step back and we need to ask ourselves these questions so that we don't get sucked into the to-do list. We can think about who do we need to be. We need to slow down to speed up. Now, you've heard me say that before and, and really it's the essence of coaching. We need to slow down. We need to reflect. We need to give ourselves that space to think about what those next steps might be. We also need to accept that there is a need for transformation when we make these big steps. It's not just doing the doing. We need to really step into that being. And that is a transformation. We need to embrace the need to become the next best version of ourselves. And we need to embrace that and and realize that that is going to that's going to require a change in thinking not just a change of your to-do list but i think it's a it's a very uh, powerful step and it's a step that is possible for everybody and i have to say that when my coaching clients start to do this when they start to position themselves in the place they want to be things start to change. Opportunities start to arise. They start to see them. Then they react differently 
to the blips, as one one of my clients this week called it. And before, before it would have been quite an anxiety-inducing problem, and now it's a blip because she has that longer-term vision, she has that longer-term, she understands that longer-term purpose, and the blips, it's so much easier to ride those blips. Because when we see the big picture, we we we're able to we're we're able to take ourselves into a different a different zone, if you like. Work changes for people when they start doing this. And it, remember, the title maybe hasn't changed, but people seek them out. People are inspired by them. People ask them to do things that are going to actually put themselves put them in that leadership role possibilities again start to start to arise and again with that the possibility to make an impact in their area rockets and so they get closer to their purpose without even changing their title sometimes so it's it's a process that uh, it really is a process it doesn't start and stop with a new job So if you're interested in hearing more about how to work with me and work on these kind of areas, then do contact me via bluebottlecoaching.com. And uh, if you are interested in um, following this series, this series on career development, the next one is, uh, is a very interesting one, how to develop your support network to help you transition into that next role. And it's really about self-leadership. How do you, how do you become almost the CEO of your your own career how do you get how do you get the right people in place um, to to help you in that place because um, although coaching and uh, coaching and many other kinds of development can can transform you and give you um, and give you a lot of uh, a lot of help to make that happen ultimately um, for most people I would say it it also comes down to having a great support network around them so do join me next time for that once again if you've enjoyed this podcast please do rate or subscribe or share it with somebody and thank you finally for joining me and have a great uh, great day and I look forward to seeing you again very soon bye-bye